see you folks. Good to see you. Come on in. Come on in. Well, you don't look too beaten down for having made it to Thursday. You guys are looking pretty good. Glad to have you aboard. Hi, this is Bob Bro. Welcome to the best old-time radio podcast. And on Thursdays, we do a Western, and we've got a good one lined up for you today. So, as always, I invite you to make yourself comfortable Get situated, maybe get a little something cold to drink. Get your feet up, relax, unwind, because we have a great Western coming up for you in just a minute. Thursday's got his own peculiar way of staying Sometimes Thursday makes you want to run away. Thursday. Such a crazy lizard have coming up tonight is an episode of the Frontier Gentleman, a really good one. This is entitled Claim Jumpers, and obviously it's about uh, prospecting and looking for gold. And what I love about Frontier Gentleman, one of the many things, is historically many of the things that Kindle saw were accurate historically and also geographically. Like for instance, tonight he talks about being on the Mullen Wagon Road which was uh, an actual road. It was built by the U.S. Army under the command of Lieutenant John Mullen between 1859 and 1860. It led from Fort Benton, which is in modern-day Montana, about 41 miles or so northeast of Great Falls. That was the last place that boats could safely dock along the Missouri River. And so if you wanted to like follow Lewis and Clark and get over to the Columbia River, they built this road which would allow wagons to go from Fort Benton down to uh, Great Falls, and then they would go to, um, to Helena, then up to Missoula, cross the panhandle of Idaho to Coeur d'Alene, and then cross over into Spokane, and then go south down to the Walla Walla area, where they would meet up with the Columbia River. So it's along this Mullen Wagon Road where our story takes place tonight, 
and Kendall, in his wandering, meets up with a young man by the name of Bill Richmond, who is out from Kentucky trying to uh, seek his fortune. And he's very fortunate that he meets up with Kendall because there's three other gentlemen that he's going to meet that same evening that might cause a few more problems in his life. This was a good one. It was originally broadcast on March 9th, 1958 on CBS. And it features Eddie Firestone as young Bill and Lawrence Dopkin, Jack Moyles, and Vic Perrin. And of course, John Daner is Kendall. So sit back and enjoy Frontier Gentlemen, The Claim Jumpers. mining country of Montana Territory, it seems that it's one thing to find gold and another to claim it as your own. Frontier Gentlemen. with an Englishman's account of life and death in the West. As a reporter for the London Times, he writes his colorful and unusual stories. But as a man with a gun, he lives and becomes a part of the violent years in the new territories. Now, starring John Daner, this is the story of J.B. Kendall, Frontier Gentleman. I've been traveling along the Mullen Wagon Road in Montana Territory, and I was looking forward to reaching Helena before dark, when my horse began to go lame. And I realized I faced the prospect of camping out for still another night. I had just rounded a bend in the trail when I saw the small figure plodding along on foot ahead of me. He carried a pack on his back, and as I drew nearer, I saw that he was no more than a boy, 17 or 18. Hi. Hello. Helena? Yes, but I don't think I'll get there tonight. Horse has gone lame. Oh. He ate a right foreleg, huh? Yes. He slipped off a rut a mile or so further back. Too bad. Thought I might get a ride with you. There have been many wagons along today. No. How far have you walked? Mostly from Fort Benton. Got a couple of rides day four yesterday. <laughs> See? You don't happen to have any food on you? I ain't got much, but I could pay a dollar or two, I guess. Oh, I've enough for the two of us. You better save your money. Oh, that's mighty nice of you. Keep your eyes open for a decent bit of ground and we'll make a camp. About half a mile beyond, we found a somewhat sheltered spot a little way off the trail. The youngster, his name was Bill Richmond, gathered wood and I prepared the food. It was almost dark by the time we had finished. That was as fine a meal as I've ever eaten, Mr. Kendall. And I'm glad you enjoyed it, Bill. Did you smoke? Mm, no, sir. I haven't found a taste for it yet. <laughs> well, you've got time. Take my advice. When you do, use a pipe. Yes, sir. Where'd you come from? Kentucky. Mm, a long way. Yeah, I run away from home. 
Wasn't much of a place. I figured I was old enough. Mm-hmm. And you came out here for gold? That's right. Hey, you make any strikes, Mr. Kendall? No, no. I'm not a prospector. How did you get to Fort Benton, Bill? Oh, I worked my way up one of them river boats. I sure learned plenty about gold mining from some of them fellas. You know what this says? There's places in this country where you can pick the gold right off the ground. Well, I imagine the trick is to find those places. Oh, I will. Mm-hmm. Of course, I don't mind digging some if I have to. I wish you luck. Hello. Sounds though like we have visitors. How are you? Me and my pals saw the light of your fire off of the trail. You mind company? No, not at all. Uh. Ooh. <laughs> well, my name is Jack Hinton. Oh, this here, this is Rod Goodall. Howdy. And him with a long face there, that's Dauncey Abbott. How are you? J.B. Kendall. The nipper is Bill Richmond. Oh, howdy. Uh... I'd offer you some food, but I'm afraid we used the last one. Oh, that's all right. We got our own grub. But how's the firewood? Enough, I think. (laughs) Uh, Dauncey, your turn for the grub. Get going. Mm, Nothing I hate worse than... (laughs) He hates cooking like thunder, but he sure knows how to make a son of a gun stew. Oh, now that fire sure does feel good. You and the kid have any luck? Find any traces around here? As a matter of fact, Mr. Goodall, I haven't been looking. I'm on my way to Helena. No, Bill is the prospector. Oh, that's so? Boy, we just camping down for the night. I aim to try my luck west of Helena. So, huh? Well, now, boy, how come you wait until you get there? Well, I heard tell of big strikes. That's how come, mister. Oh, <laughs> now, you listen to me, boy. There ain't no sense going everybody else goes. But for all you know, you're sitting on a bonanza right now. <laughs> oh, you're joshing me. No, no, I ain't. Here, Rod. Rod, ain't that the truth? It could be. Why, sure it could. Now, listen, I heard stranger happen. Oh, they're pulling your leg, Bill. No, sir, no such of a thing, mister. <laughs> now, now, listen here. Me and the boys, we was working Deer Lodge country a year. Dauncey, you remember... I remember. Why, sure. Now, a couple of fellers right in the next camp to us. They got into a shoot-up. Next thing you know, one of them bites the dust. Other fella, he starts out to bury the poor son of a gun. He digs a grave right there in the camp. And what do you think? Yeah? Pay dirt. Lousy with gold. (laughs) Mr. Hinton, you'd take first prize with that one. In a minute, you'd have me believe in you. Oh, but that's (laughs) the truth, though. Oh, we've seen stranger things than that. And that's a fact. It was a pleasant way to pass the night. Three prospectors, hard-bitten, rough men, spinning one tale after another. They'd never find a better audience than Bill Richmond, and they knew it. I could see him absorbing every word. It wasn't until the fire was getting low that we finally turned in. At first, I thought I heard the shouting in my dreams. And then... I knew that I was awake, and it was beginning to grow light in the east. I struck it! I struck it, Mr. Kendall! Look! Looky here! I'm rich! I made it! What What are you talking about, Bill? Just like they said here, I found it. Found what? The gold! The gold! Oh, boy, what's the gold? What? Look, Mr. Hinton! Mr. Hinton, look here, gold. Gold? All night I thought about what you told me, you know? All them stories? I didn't even sleep for it. 
And this morning, this morning I got up and I walked up the gulch and I found yeah, this. Now, let me see that. Iron pyrite, so bet you. May I see? Ain't it gold, Mr. Kendall? It is. The fellas on the boat, they told me what to look for. Iron pyrite, Sir Kendall. Don't see? Fetch me the hammer. Yeah, I got I got more in my pockets. Look at this Boy, one. Boy, will you shut your mouth a minute? Where'd you find it? Surface? No, no kind of kind of sticking out of a rock in a in a gully. I can show you. Oh, I'm sure obliged to you, Mr. Hinton. Here's the hammer. If you want my opinion, you're wasting your time. That's gold. Sure it is, Mr. Kendall. Don't rain. It's soft. There's no alloy in it, neither. No silver or copper. Look at the color. Pure gold. Show us where you found it, boy. We followed Bill into a gulch which began no more than a hundred yards from the campfire. He turned into a shallow gully and stopped. I could see where he had cut into the rocky bank with his pocket knife. And I could see something else, too. In the faces of the men who stood over him. The guarded tones of voice... Bill? Bill, I would say that you've hit it. That's a fact. Ain't no question in my mind. No telling how far that vein goes. Say, don't don't think I'll forget you fellas, because I won't. I'm going to make a fine present to all of you. Well, that's mighty thoughtful, boy, mighty thoughtful. I imagine one stakes out a claim now, isn't that so, Mr. Hinton? Mm -hmm. Then register it in Helena? Yeah. Yeah, that that sure is, Kendall. That's the thing to do. Uh, Bill? Bill, I don't guess you'd mind if me, me and the boys take a look on up the gully ways, would you? There should be plenty for all of us. Oh, no, sir. You go right ahead. I ain't no hog now. I got all I need right here. Good, good. Then we'll help you then make out the claim, all proper and legal. Well, that's fine. All right, let's go, boys. Oh, uh, Kendall, you coming? Uh, in just a moment. Miss Kendall. Listen. I owe you plenty picking me up. Sharing your food with me, no? I'm cutting you in for a share of this. Oh, no, no, no. It's yours. If there's more here, I'll stake my own claim. No, no, you don't have to. Now, this here must be worth hundreds and thousands. Listen to me, Bill. The most important thing is for you to register that claim. Get title to it. You understand? Sure, sure. All right. Have you got a gun? No, I ain't got no gun. Well, you know how to use one. Oh, I guess so, but... I'd take it, just in case of accidents. I'm going with the others now. If any more strangers come, don't tell them what you found. All right, Mr. Kendall. You better go back to camp now. Wait for me there. Sure. You say so. I stayed with the three prospectors almost the whole day. We found traces all right, low-grade ore, but nothing really worth working. It was late afternoon when we retraced our steps to the camp. On the way, we passed through the gully and the site of Bill's claim. The sun had already fallen behind the mountains to the west, and there was a chill in the air. Can't just figure it. Just the one vein. Possibly it's a question of digging. Seems to be a number of gullies running off. We looked around these parts a couple of years back. Remember, Rod? That's right. I'd swear what the kid found's a freak. Might not go more than a foot or two and then peter out. No, don't look that way to me. I'd say she'd show better than... Oh, $2,000 a ton. Hmm? 
Lucky boy. Yeah, ain't he, though? Say, Kendall, you and the boy, you partners or something? Oh, no. Oh. I met him yesterday for the first time. Oh? I mean, search a lifetime, not find anything like that. Yeah. Kind of crazy, ain't it? We tell him stories, and he takes us up on it and finds this. I think that'd be worth a share in the claim, wouldn't you? He sure shooting wouldn't have come looking if we hadn't given him the idea. Sure. What do you think, Kendall? I think, gentlemen, that this is Bill Richmond's claim, and we'd better get it staked out for him before dark. Where you see it, huh? Exactly that way. Yeah. Well, might as well get on back to camp. Well, don't you think it'd be a good idea to help the boy to stake out his claim before nightfall? Well, I don't know, Kendall. I'm kind of tired right now. How about you fellas? I sure had enough for one day. Oh, that man has been there a long time. Guess she won't be moving tonight. Kendall, uh, you know how to stake out a claim. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Oh. Well, I guess it can wait. Do something about it in the morning, huh? Because right now I sure could use some grub. camp now, there was a very different atmosphere. Sullen, I think is the best word for it. A subtle hostility had settled like a gray mist. I saw the men huddled together as Bill and I prepared the campfire. And I had a pretty good idea of what they were talking about. Oh, she's going fine now, Mr. Now, Kendall. Uh, listen to me, Bill. I think we may be in for a bit of trouble. Now, no matter what happens, keep your head. How come? No time to explain now. You'll see. Just don't lose your temper. Bill. Yeah, Mr. Hinton? Bill, me and the boy's been talking. Now, we figure while it's still light, you ought to get that claim staked out all regular. Oh, yeah, that's fine with me. Now, of course, doing you a service like that, seems how you nor Kendall know about such things, we reckon it ought to be worth something to you. Well, that's all right. I don't want something for nothing. There, see? See what I tell you, boy? He's a good kid. You was right. Uh, what was... do you think such services are worth, Mr. Hinton? Even shares all around. Cut you in two, of course, Mr. Even Hinton. shares? Just a moment, Bill. Pretty expensive, isn't it? I imagine a lawyer wouldn't charge that much. Ain't no lawyers around here, is there, Jack? <laughs> no, sir. Now, Bill, it's kind of like protecting your rights, you see? Because if anything happened and you didn't get to get your claim registered, why, the next feller comes along, the whole thing belonged to him, you see? Rather awkward situation, isn't it? It sure is. We're taking the gamble as much as you, kid. Why, heck, that, that vein might not be worth nothing a foot down. I was under the impression you thought it would work out to about $2,000 a ton. mister, we're doing well, business with the boy, not with you. I'm representing his interests. that right, Bill? Yes, sir. Since when? About the same time as you decided to help him register his claim, Mr. Goodall. Well, what's your deal with the kid? Uh, we have a gentleman's agreement. Hmm. Pretty smart. You come in for half. Presuming that I did. That still leaves him half, which is a lot better than a fifth share. As it happens, I have no intentions of doing so. You believe this dude, kid? Yeah, I believe him. Well, we ain't getting no worse. 
Don, she might as well get going on the grub. I did it last night. Well, do it again. It ain't my turn. Come over here. You too, Rob. Have you got the gun on your bill? Yeah, stuck in my belt here. Now keep your jacket buttoned. Don't let them see it. You figure they're going to take my gold away from me, Mr. Kendall? I think they'll make a good try. Well, I ain't going to let them. Keep your voice down. I'm sorry, sir. That sure gets me mad, though. I heard about claim jumpers, but I never expected to run into them this quick. The price of fame and fortune. Well, they're going to have to kill me to get mine. Well, let's hope it doesn't come to that. Ah, the conference is over. I mean, the boy's got an offer to make. Happy to listen to any offer. You and the kid take 50%, we take 50%. Hmm. I'll make you a counteroffer. You take nothing, I take nothing, Bill takes all. You see, I told you. Now look, mister, you ain't in no position to make an offer. Till that claim gets registered, it don't belong to no one. Now, if me and the boys decide to stake it out for ourselves... What are you going to do about it? I imagine there'd be some shooting, don't you? You only got one gun. We got three. Would you like to draw first? No, ain't no use that kind of talk. Now, nobody's talking about a shoot-up. We just want what's rightfully ours. We told the kid where to look. That makes us equal partners. I don't think so. Oh, no, sir. If the kid rides in to get someone out to stake that claim for him... You know, we got a right to take over while he's gone. If I let you. It ain't your strike. He'll give me power of attorney and writing. You bet I will. What, what's he talking about? Are you a lawyer? No. Of course, maybe you'll ride to Helena. Leave him here. <laughs> Very doubtful. All right, now see how it is then? We got all the grub. You got none. We can just sit it out and wait. By and by, you'll get so hungry, you'll sell us the whole thing for some eats. Did you ever stop to consider that the wagon trail is not very far away? All Bill has to do is to wait for someone to come along. I wouldn't be surprised if there were one or two honest men who would give him a hand staking his claim. I'd be happy to stay here while he's gone. All right, all right, all right, Kendall, all right. All right, you win. I guess we know when we're licked. Huh? Boys, we'll pull out. How come? Cut your mouth, Doncy. Say, we'll pull out. Kendall is right. Kid found it. It's his claim. And just to show you, Mr. Kendall, that there's no hard feelings, we'll leave you some of our grub. How's that? Extremely kind. Well, I'll pay for it, Hinton. What do you figure it's Oh, worth? no, kid. It's a present to you. To make up for what we tried to do to you. <laughs> sort of a conscience salve, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, come on, boys. Let's get moving. I didn't have the heart to laugh at Hinton's clumsy attempt to put us off guard. They packed their belongings and within ten minutes were riding off down toward the Mullen Road. At the same time, I had no illusions about our somewhat uncomfortable position. You figure they'll come back? I think there's no doubt of it. I'm sure glad I got this here gun in. I hope you don't have to use it. You all want me to get started on the grub? Yes, you might as well. <laughs> sure is something. What happens to fellas when they get a sight of gold, ain't it? History has a way of repeating itself, Bill. I went through something like this only a week ago in Fort Benton. 
I'm going to do if that stock's really worth something? I'm going to sell out. You know, I'm going back to Kentucky. I'm going to fix things up just fine for my mom and pa. And the kids. Brothers and sisters? Oh, yeah, a whole slew of them. Eight. That's one of the reasons I took off. Mm. Well, the immediate problem seems to be our friends. If I send you to Helena now, they might be waiting for you. On the other hand, if I go, they could come back here. I'm feared either way. No doubt. But your claim won't be worth much to you if you're not alive to enjoy it. Hmm. Mr. Kendall? Hmm? What are you doing in Montana? Oh, nothing much, really, Bill. I think the word is drifting. I drift about. Do a little writing for a newspaper in London. London, England? Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know something? I never did learn reading and writing. That's something else I'm going to do when I get back. Mm, It's a good idea. But we'd better make preparations to make sure you do go back. As far as I could determine, their most likely line of approach would be up a shallow draw. We packed everything we could find under our blankets to make it appear we were asleep in the clearing. An hour passed. The moon rose. Mr. Kendall. Yes. Yes, I heard it. Take out your gun, but don't shoot unless I tell you to. All right, sir. And keep down behind the brush. Now, boys, get him. Well, that, that should ought to have done it, boys. No. What? Wait a minute. It ain't them under the blankets. It ain't. Just a lot. Drop your guns, gentlemen. Stand just where you are. We we, we was just coming back to see you was all right. Your thoughtfulness shatters me. I told you it wouldn't work. Pick up their guns, Bill. Now, gentlemen, we'll wait until it's light enough. Then you are going to stake out a claim... It'll be in the name of William Richmond. Are there are there any objections? Good. All right, make yourselves comfortable. And then while we're waiting, perhaps you'd like to tell us some more stories. The next morning, bright and early, Bill's claim was properly marked off. And to doubly ensure that there would be no more dirty work, our dishonest friends were led, well-trussed, into the sheriff's office at Helena. Bill's strike didn't make him a great fortune, but it was enough to take him home a richer man when he came out. I allowed him, under the circumstances, to reward me, and he did, very fairly. One thousand dollars. Frontier Gentlemen was written, produced, and directed by Anthony Ellis and stars John Daner as J.B. Kendall. Featured in the cast were Eddie Firestone, Larry Dobkin, Jack Moyles, and Vic Perrin. Music was composed and conducted by Wilbur Hatch.
right after the Ford Roadshow, which follows immediately on most of these same stations. Stay tuned for the New York Philharmonic concert performance of Electra. And join us again next week for another report from the Frontier Gentlemen. John Wall speaking. This is the CBS Radio Network. Well, that was the Frontier Gentlemen. That was the Claim Jumper, and that one was originally broadcast on CBS back on the 9th of March in 1958. And I told you that was a good one. That was a, a fun story and uh, great characters and historically accurate. It took place on the Mullen Wagon Road, which was the first major road or wagon road that went through the Rocky Mountains across uh, Idaho and into Washington. Really good episode. Well, that's going to do it for us this week, everybody. This is Bob Bro. I'm so glad that you stopped by and spent a little time with us. We will be back on uh, the weekend with an archive show and then back on Monday with uh, an all-new comedy. And then Tuesday, we'll have a drama. Wednesday, we'll have a mystery. And on Thursday, another Western. So please come back and join us. All right, going out tonight i tell you what we used to do in 1958. Now you're getting into my era, right? 1958. What we used to do in, in, in Long Beach, California, which listened to LA radio stations, we might listen to Frontier Gentlemen on KNX, the CBS station. But then we were all excited about the new uh, Top 40 format that KFWB had just introduced in 1958. So, man, we would turn it over to KFWB, Channel 98, on AM dial, by the way. And we would listen to uh, rock and roll. And this is a song that was very popular in 1958. Not exactly a rock and roll song, but it's one that I, when I was going down the list, I thought, oh, I've got to play that one because I loved it. It's by Jimmy Rogers, if you remember Jimmy Rogers, and it's entitled Secretly. And this is Bob Bro. I'm so glad you stopped by, and I'm so glad you met me. See you next week. Bye-bye. KFWB Channel 98. Why must I meet you in a secret rendezvous? Why must we steal away to steal a kiss or two? Why must we wait to do the things we want to do? Why, oh why, oh why, oh why, oh why? The world that we're in love Till we have the right to meet Openly Till we have the right to kiss Openly We'll just have to be content To be in love
show the world that we're in love till we have the right to meet. Open me till we have the right to kiss. Openly, we'll just have to be content to be in love. See. 